Alright, go ahead. Take your Bibles and go to 1 Corinthians chapter 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 is where we're going to begin reading tonight. I want to preach tonight on a subject. I've talked, I've, I've dealt with this subject before, but I want to take, try to take it a little deeper tonight. I think it's an appropriate subject for this time of the year for many reasons. For one, um, tomorrow is Halloween, and then uh, we've got an equally scary holiday coming up. The week after that, we've got Election Day coming up on November 8th. But then even uh, some of the other things you have coming up. You know, you've got you've got Thanksgiving and Christmas, and some things that, um, that there's some things that kind of come along with those different things. Uh, there's different beliefs, there's different ideas and things that people have. And I want to use this subject to kind of help maybe answer some questions tonight. And I don't want, I want you to, you know, apply this in your own life, but I want us to, I think it's important as Christians, you know, the Bible talks about how the spiritual man, I don't have this reference in front of me, so I'm going to totally NIV this verse, but it talks about how uh, the natural man, he is not able to judge the spiritual. Right, he he is not he's not capable of that, but the spiritual is able to judge both. You know, we can understand we understand spiritual things, and we can understand the natural man too. There's things that we can get, and I think it's important that we uh, try to understand other people and where they're coming from. It's important that we understand other people's point of view. If we do, I think we have a better chance of reaching those people. A lot of times, what happens is we convince ourselves we're right, and maybe we are right. And it's like we just want to make sure, you know, everybody knows that we know we're right. And we've got, you know, we, and then, you know, we'll get in these arguments with people. And when you stop and think about it, when you get into an ugly argument with somebody, you are less likely to ever win that person over. You know why? Because now it's gotten personal and stubbornness is going to kick in. And it's going to be really difficult. And, you know, as, you know, right now we're going into the election season and you've got people that, uh, you've got, you know, a few different sides out there. You know, you've got your, uh, with Christians, most Christians agree you can't vote for Hillary Clinton. All right. I don't think we're going to get an argument there with really anybody. But then you've got other Christians that say, well, we can't vote for Donald Trump either because that guy's just, He's too wicked. He's got he's got way too many problems. And how can we support somebody like that? You know, all the things. Some of the main things we hate about Hillary Clinton. You can go back and listen to video of Donald Trump. You know, some years back. I mean, he's for those things. I watched one video where he was talking about how he was for partial birth abortion. You know, this was like, like eight years ago. That was only eight years ago. You know, I hate to think somebody dumb enough to think partial birth abortion is okay. You know, is going to get cured from that. In eight years, and should be I don't know, I just I don't know how anybody could ever think that. So, but so you've got the Christians that, in good conscience, can't vote for him, and then you got the other Christians saying, you know, God help us if we don't, you know, vote for Donald Trump, or you know, God help you, God have mercy on your miserable soul if you go vote third party. You know, you're just giving it to Hillary and you're going to stand before God one of these days and, you know, you're going to have to answer for that. You're going to have to explain to your kids about how you did nothing one of these days. And it's like a lot of people are scratching their heads, you know, what do I do? No matter what they do, they're going to make somebody, you know, feel bad or they're going to make somebody mad at them. They're going to feel bad 
And it's important that whatever we do, that we're able to do it with a good conscience. That we're able to do it and to know that I'm doing this for the right reason. But at the same time, what you decide to do, other people might not equally, you know, they might not be able to do that in good conscience. You know, when it comes to celebrating certain holidays, okay? I'll, you know, I don't celebrate Halloween. I don't, I don't see any reason to. Um, I've got enough knowledge of it. I don't think it's something we ought to, we ought to celebrate. Okay, I'm not offended by those that do. Uh, if you do, I'm not going to get up here and tell you you're a terrible Christian. Probably going to the same place the devil's going because you're celebrating his holiday. I'm not going to say that to you. I might think it, but I'm not going to. I'm not, I, I wouldn't even think that. I'm not. I'm not going to say that. But I do believe some people can be innocent. In that, that some people might not see it as any more than a day where you dress up in a costume and eat candy. Okay, and so uh, I want us to look at some scriptures that can maybe help us, you know, maybe help yourself, but also I want you to be able to understand other people and maybe to help you have a better attitude towards other people. Well, let's go ahead. We'll start reading in verse one. It says, "Now as touching things offered unto idols, ye know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up." Puffeth up but charity edifieth. Okay, knowledge it puffeth up. It makes us think we're something really big. You know, it causes us to want to strut our stuff. Okay, maybe you've gone back and you have studied everything about the origins of Halloween, and man, you are an encyclopedia on the subject. I mean, you could school every one of us, and you know that. And boy, you really think you're something because of it. In fact, you're so holy that not only do you not celebrate it, I mean, you you won't even let your kids eat candy. On Halloween, I've known people like that. They, you know, somebody will give them candy, not for Halloween, not because they were trick or treating, but it happened to be Halloween candy. It had a little ghost on the package or something like that, and so they're not going to let their kids eat it. Uh, And it's like, well, okay, you know, maybe maybe that's how holy you are. I mean, you're so holy, you you lock your kids up in the house on Halloween, you know, and you're just you're scared to death. You're not going to go to any fall festivals. I mean, you won't even have a pumpkin in front of your house. You know, let alone one with a face carved in front of it, because you are so holy in there. And and have you ever known people like that that are just they go overboard on this stuff? And what do they all have in common? They're all arrogant and they think they're better than everybody else. Okay, and then they'll you know want to school you on the origins of Halloween. Why are they like that? Because they have knowledge, and knowledge puffeth up. And let me and the, I don't believe those people should lighten up. And go celebrate Halloween. That knowledge they have of that stuff, obviously if they learned all those things, if they have all that understanding of it, there's no way in a good conscience that they could go do that. In fact, if they did go do that, having the knowledge of what they do about it, it would probably be, I believe, very sinful for them to go do that. But for other people, maybe they're innocent. You know, they're not worshiping Satan when they do that. And you know, it's it's like we talked about last week. Some people just need to get over themselves. But knowledge does. It, it puffed it up. It puffed up. But charity edifieth. If any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing, yet as he ought to know. But if any man love God, the same is known of him. God's not interested in how much you know, but He is interested in how much you love Him. Okay? And when it comes to the things you do or you don't do in your life, is it about your love for God? Do you just have such a love for God that you don't want to do anything that might even appear to be against God? If that's your reasoning for it, 
That's wonderful. That's what God wants. But if you're just trying to put on a show, if you're trying to impress people, if you're trying to just make yourself to be something, then uh, that, that's not what God's looking for. And then in chapter or verse 4, it says, "...as concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifices unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and there is none other God but one." Okay, an idol is nothing. I know that Halloween is nothing. I know that it's another day in the year. I don't change anything I do on Halloween. Okay? Maybe I'll watch my kids a little closer in case some, you know, creep show that does believe in Halloween decides to, you know, grab one of my kids and go sacrifice them or something. I don't know. I haven't heard about that going on around here. But you never you never know. People get really weird this time of year. But you know, but I don't change I don't change anything. Um, I will be eating some Halloween candy this year. I'm not going to go out trick-or-treating, but I already have. When I left work the other day, they were giving us all these little uh, bags with candy in it. And I ate one of the little candy bars in there. The kids ate the rest of it. But um, did it have Halloween images on it? Yes. But I know, I have knowledge that those things are nothing. Okay? they It, it did nothing to me. I did not feel like, you know... I didn't, you know, you know how you feel when you're taking the Lord's Supper. You know, I didn't feel like I was taking the Devil's Supper right there. I, I, I had, it, it didn't affect me one bit in that area. I know it's nothing. Okay, if I if I see an, an, an actual idol, I'm not intimidated by it. You know, I'm not, I'm not scared by it. I'm not tempted. I, I have no, I feel no need to go kneel before that. I feel no need. To show respect for it, okay. But other people, you know, they would. There's, they would uh, maybe watch with, start watching what they say if they were around an idol, okay. You know, most Catholic people I know, they have no problem with cussing. All right, they have absolutely no problem with just, you know, letting the profanity fly. But most Catholic people I know, if there was a statue of Jesus in the presence of them, there's no way they would do it. They would, they would not cuss. In front of a statue of Jesus, why? You know they don't have knowledge; they don't have understanding. So it does affect them in a different way than it, than it does for us. Okay, so we know that's nothing. Verse six. But to us there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we in Him, and one Lord Jesus Christ by whom are all things, and we by Him. Howbeit there is not in every man that knowledge. For some with conscience of the idol. Unto this hour, eat it as a thing offered unto an idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled. Y'all see that? Some, not everybody knows that. Not everybody knows that an idol is nothing. Not not everybody understands that uh, you know that Halloween is just another day. Not everyone not everyone gets that, and so as a result of that, they are not capable. You know. There's some things that we can do on those days that wouldn't be a sin that they can't. They would be sinning. They would be defiling themselves. That person that's eating that meat that sacrificed an idol, and I don't understand everything that goes on with that practice, but apparently, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was being taught back then that when you ate that meat that was sacrificed to an idol, you know, you became a part of that God, that you were eating that God. Kind of like Catholics teach in the Lord's Supper that you are eating the body of Christ. You are drinking the blood of Christ. Okay? You know, if I if we're having the Lord's Supper here 
and we spill some, I spill some of the grape juice, there's only one reason I'm going to be worried. It's because we stained the carpet. Not because we just wasted some of the blood of Christ. But some people, they, oh my goodness, you know, what have we, what have I done? You know, it would, it would be a huge deal for them. Why? Because they're ignorant. They don't understand. They don't have that knowledge. And so, uh, you know, for, so example, for example, too, with the voting. There are some people that when they go vote, alright, that on, you know, next Tuesday, when they go out and vote, their knowledge of the candidates might make it impossible for them to vote for one or the other without sinning. Okay? Maybe, you know, they watch nothing but CNN. Well, if you watch nothing but CNN, if that's all you know, if that's all you understand, I mean, a person who just does that all the time, they're going to have to go and vote for Hillary. There's no way they're going to do anything else in good conscience. If they vote for Trump, I mean, they're terrible. They're against, you know, they're against immigrants. They're against Muslims. They're against women. You know, they're against, you know, they're against people with disabilities. They're they're against everybody. And if you vote for Hillary, well, you know, Hillary, she's she's done wonders for this country. No, nobody can name what they are, but CNN tells them they do. All, she has all the time, and so you know, in their mind, if they were to go and mark Trump, they would probably be defiling themselves. You know, in in good conscience, they couldn't they couldn't do anything else. And so we've got to understand that. You know, when when you're talking to people, if you see someone who's a Democrat, we automatically assume all kinds of things about them. You know, or if they're a Republican, you assume things about them. But you got to understand where they're coming from, the knowledge they have, what they know, or what they don't know. And many times we, you know, we don't do that. And as a result, we're not able to reach out to these people. We're not able to win them over. And then, uh, and so verse, uh, keep reading here. So verse eight. Uh, but meat commendeth us not to God, for neither if we eat are we the better, neither if we eat not are we the worse. So something that like you know, eating meat, sacrifice an idol. You know, whether you do or you don't, it doesn't make you any better. Okay, if you, uh, you know, depending on what holidays you celebrate or don't celebrate, okay, it doesn't make you a better Christian or a worse Christian. These things, you're not impressing God with this stuff. You're, you might be impressing yourself and other people, but not God. Verse nine. But take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. For if any man see that which he has, knowledge sit at me in the idol's temple. Shall not the conscience of him which is weak be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols? And through thy knowledge shall thy weak brother perish for whom Christ died. But when ye sin so against brethren and wound their weak conscience, ye sin against Christ. Wherefore, if meat make thy brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend. Okay, so there are some things that because others do not have knowledge, we could hurt them by doing those things. Okay, when we first bought this building, when it finally became ours, one of the things I did, I went through here and I got rid of a ton of Bibles. None of them. King James, I didn't find one King James Bible in this place. I can't tell you how many different versions I found. I didn't find one King James Bible in here. I found a zillion other versions. And then I, and there was a whole bunch of pictures of Jesus. Okay? Now, I took those things and I threw them in a dumpster. Now, some people say, you threw Bibles and pictures of Jesus in a dumpster. Okay? Now, I'm telling you all this because I feel safe. I feel like you're a group that, has, that you have knowledge. You understand 
these other Bibles, they're not the Word of God. They're perversions. You understand that a picture of Jesus is not a picture of Jesus. You know, it's, it's an image. We're not supposed to make images of Christ. I mean, it, it brings Him down to do that. You and I know that these other things are sinful. But I didn't, I'm not going to go and make a big show of throwing those things away. When we went and I put those things in the dumpster, I put some other garbage on top of it, trying to hide it. I didn't want the garbage guy to come and say, man, look at this church throwing away all these Bibles and pictures of Jesus. He's not going to understand that those aren't Bibles and those aren't Jesus. He's going to, he's going to see the wrong thing. And now I've, I've offended this person because I was kind of, I was careless with my actions. Okay? You know, we're not, you know, some churches do this. I, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go out and have NIV Bible burnings. I'm not going to go out and have Koran burnings or anything like that. I, I, I'm not going to do that. Why? Because p- ignorant people are going to interpret that wrong. I have liberty in Christ. I could do those things if I wanted to. And I know I'm not doing anything bad. But I do know that the world, they're going to see, they're going to see something completely different, completely wrong. And so when we, this passage about not eating meat sacrificed to idols, you know, this doesn't mean don't do good things that might offend people. Okay? Jesus, His good works often offended people, didn't they? You know, look, look over at Matthew chapter 11 and verse 6. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 6 says, And blessed is he, who shall not be offended in me. Now, why would he say that? Why would he say, blessed is he who will not be offended in me? Because he knew many people were going to be offended in him. The works that Jesus did, it offended people all the time. It was never his goal. He didn't try to offend people. He didn't try to be offensive. But doing the right thing will offend people sometimes. Matthew 26.31 says, Then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended. Because of me this night, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. It was prophesied in the Old Testament that Jesus' disciples were all, that his sheep, they were going to be offended. And sure enough, they were. You know, Peter, I believe Peter got offended when Jesus told him to put away his sword when he tried to cut the soldier's head off and then he healed the guy's ear. I, you know, that, it, it offended Peter. It bothered him, but Jesus didn't do anything wrong. In fact, if you, if you do good, you're going to offend people. Second Timothy chapter three and verse twelve says, "Yea, and all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived." Why is it that why do we suffer persecution? People don't like what we do. People don't like the truth. They don't. You know, there's there's evil out there that they're gonna they're gonna fight against what they, we do. And there are people that are going to be offended. And if you do good, you're going to offend people. And that's why we get persecuted. A lot of the persecution that we get, too, it doesn't just come from outside the world. It comes from inside the church many times. It's right there after it says, all that live godly will suffer persecution. The very next verse there, you know, it says, evil men and seducers show acts worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. These people come into the church. And they... You know, they're the ones deceiving people. They're the ones many times causing the persecution. And you know, most Christian people I know that end up getting offended and get out of church, it's usually not because of what the world's done to them. It's not because of what the world says. It's usually because of something somebody in the church says. And so, you know, it's, you know, there's going to be some things that we do 
that are going to offend people. Okay, um, because of how our nation has been brainwashed with when it comes to homosexuality, preaching the truth on that is going to offend a lot of people. I'm not going to try. I, I don't try to be offensive on purpose. I'm not going to get up here and call them a bunch of names. I'm not. I'm not going to curse them, you know, and tell them I want them all to die and go to hell. That's going to happen whether I wish it or not. So I don't need to get up here cursing them. They're already cursed. Okay. Uh, I, I don't. I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not. I'm going to tell the truth, and it's going to be offensive. That's going to be offensive enough. I don't need to be. I don't need to get out of control. It's not necessary. And if you're right with God, you know, no good or bad work will offend you. Psalms 119, 165 still says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Okay? So, um, you know, the world though is going to get offended. They don't love the law of God. They will be offended. We shouldn't be. And, you know, we need to do our, we got to make sure that we do our best to have a good conscience towards God. And man, look at what Acts 24, Paul, a statement Paul makes. He makes a statement a couple different times. Uh, I'm going to show you uh, two of them. But it's important that we do our best to make sure that we have a good conscience towards God and man. Okay? And this is tough. It's not an easy thing. But Paul said in Acts 24:16, And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. Now, now what does that mean right there? He, you know, he says, I'm trying to have a good conscience. Okay, uh, your conscience, that has to do with your knowledge of right or wrong. Okay, it has everything to do with the person's knowledge of right or wrong. So, is our knowledge of right and wrong the same as the world's knowledge of right or wrong? Okay, absolutely not. Is it possible for the world to understand us? Okay, no, we already covered that. They cannot judge spiritual things. But we are able to judge both. So something that we are supposed to do as Christians is we are supposed to, like Paul said, we've got to exercise ourselves to uh, have a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. So what basically what we need to work on doing, what we got to try to do, is figure out how can I live my life as a Christian, do the right thing. How can I, as a preacher, preach the truth and be void of offense towards God and man? Okay. Now, obviously, God's a priority on that one. Okay. And which means, for me as a pastor, if I want to, I don't want my conscience to be hurt with what I preach. Okay, that means I got to preach the truth. I got to preach what God says. But at the same time, we, there's a way that we can do it where it would hurt our conscience towards man. For example, uh, if I'm preaching to all of you, I know I can get away with murder. All right, I know that I could get up here and I could. I could pick out a group that we don't like and I could just I could have a time with them. I mean, I could just I could talk about how wicked they are and about how, you know, how they're going to go to hell. I could call them a bunch of names and and we could just, you know, rejoice in the fact that their destruction is coming, all right? You know, we and 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 none of y'all are going to get mad at me, but let's say we have some visitors that are here. Okay? And they don't they don't know what we know. All right, and let's just say too, we have some visitor that walks in here. And I just, you know, 
I just decide to, you know, I'm sick of I'm sick of the queers, and I just start calling them all these names and stuff. A person who does not have knowledge, okay, who's been brainwashed by the world, they are going to be very offended by that. Okay? Now, so here's the question I have to ask myself. Okay? If, am I, with me doing that, am I able to have a good conscience towards God and towards man? Okay? Now, I'm not going to have a good conscience towards man. I know I hurt them. Okay? Now, and the truth is too, there's been when it, you know with subjects like that, I do try to be careful in how to work. But I have I've preached some messages before, and we've had visitors, and I know that probably did not set well with them. And honestly, you know, it kind of bothered me a little bit. But then I had to ask myself, did I preach this in a way God wanted me to? And if I did, then you know what, my conscience is good between me and God. I had to say it, but where in the Bible does it say you know we got to go calling people names and you know just being outrageous? Okay, it, you know it it doesn't say that we have to do that. So I got I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce I'm gonna preach the truth. Okay, so I because I don't want to offend God, but at the same way I'm not gonna I, I can't just be ignorant because I don't want to offend man too, and I might be right on some of the things I'm saying. But am I getting the message across? Am I actually helping that person, or am I just offending them? Okay, you know, none of us in here, none of you all, when you, if you go out, when you go out knocking doors, you don't. When somebody tells you they're Catholic, you know, we don't just say, "Well, I'm sorry to hear that." We know you're, well, you're definitely on your way to hell. You better listen. We don't say that. Okay? I saw some guys; they did a skit one time, and they. <laughs> it was so funny. The, the way they did these skits, it was the way it was the way I want to go visiting, and, but you know, but none of us do. And the one guy was talking; he was being normal. And the one guy just he looks at me and says, "You know, you're going to hell, don't you?" <laughs> and, you know, and the guy was, "What? Yo, what are you doing?" And here's even if that's true, you do understand you are just offending that person by saying that to them. You know, if you just go out there, uh, I knew a guy. He used to like to roll down the window if people weren't dressed right. He used to like to yell, "They're wicked." Okay. Now you might have been right, but is that is that how it works? No. With their with what they understand, with what they know, with the knowledge that they have, they're just going to think those religious people are a bunch of nuts. It's not going to help them one bit at all, and so. The way that we present ourselves, the way that we express ourselves, is this something that can cause us to have a good conscience towards God and man? If I back down, if I'm nice, if I just try to impress people, if I just try to make everybody happy, I'm not going to have a good conscience with God, and I can't have that. But if I'm, you know, if I'm ignorant, I'm not going to have a good conscience with man. If I preach it right, if I preach it just the way the Bible says. Then I can have good conscience towards God and man, but it t- it takes work. You got to exercise yourself. Sometimes it's a lot easier to just be offensive. It's a lot more fun sometimes to just be offensive. I, w- I would rather do that sometimes, but we shouldn't do it. Second Corinthians one twelve. For our rejoicing is this: the testimony of our conscience that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have had our conversation in the world. And more abundantly to you, word. 
You know, see that? He's talking about our conversation or our testimony we have in the church, but also we've got to have a testimony in the world. I care about my testimony here. Okay, I care what you all think about me, but I should care what the world thinks about me too. And if I'm just out there, you know, being mean, telling everybody they're wicked, which isn't going to help, just screaming you're wicked at somebody. If I'm out there calling people names, which isn't going to help, even if they are the name that I'm calling them. Okay, if I'm 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 hurting my testimony as a Christian, aren't I? I'm I'm hurting my conversation. And Paul said, you know, we have a good conversation in the world, and more abundantly to you, work. Okay, I would rather have a good conversation with you all than the world, but I prefer to have both. And you know, if the world has something to say about me, and they said, and if we do the right thing, you're going to suffer persecution. But at the same time, if the world's saying bad things about me, it's important that those be lies and not truth. Okay, and there's a lot of people that you know call themselves Christians that the world's out there criticizing them. Things are true, okay. You know, if, if they're uh, if they're going to be saying bad things, it needs to be evil. Those are the things we get rewarded for. Blessed are ye when men shall uh, how does that go? Speak against you falsely. I'm, I may not be in all the verses tonight, but it's if you know if they're speaking all manner of evil against you, if it's falsely, he throws that word in there. Okay, it needs to be lies what they're saying about you. If what they're saying is true. This guy's ignorant. He's a jerk. You know, he hates everybody. Well, then, you know, that's not a good thing. If that if, if that needs to be a lie, if they say that, I personally think telling the truth is very loving. You know, none of us would go to a close family member that you loved and you cared about and be ignorant with them. Okay, why? Because we love them. We don't want to ruin future opportunities to win them over so we're going to be careful you know so why don't we do that with the world why are we so why is it are we so anxious to be jerks with them and it's because we don't really love them sometimes we just like being mean but first peter 3:16 says having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as evildoers they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ see that falsely accuse Having a good conscience, or for it is better if the will of God be so that ye suffer for well doing than for evil doing. Okay, you don't get a reward for suffering for evil doing, but you do get a reward for suffering well doing. Okay, so understand that we do. We've got that. We've got that balancing act that we have. There are some things that you know we have. We have knowledge of. I could go out there. I did do this one time. My wife, uh, her dad. Uh, we went out and visited his grave, and one of her Catholic family members put this really Catholic angel statue on. You know, they were always leaving Catholic stuff at his grave. Well, he, he wasn't even Catholic; he was Baptist. And so, you know, we would always remove the Catholic stuff, and uh, we removed this angel statue. And uh, one day, we took it out to my dad's house, and we were using it for a target and shooting it with a twenty-two. Okay, now listen. I would not post a video on YouTube of me shooting that angel statue, okay? Because I would offend a lot of Catholics. Look at, well, how could he do that? You know, that's, hey, I know it's nothing. I know it's a hunk of rock shaped like an angel, and it was fun shooting. You'd watch the dust fly off it and stuff, and I don't know. It, 
it was, I kind of felt like I was fighting Catholicism too at the same time and I wasn't hurting anybody. But I, I wouldn't do that. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't publicly do it in front of, in front of a bunch of Catholics. That would just, I, I have no reason to do that. I'm just going to be offending them and, uh, it, it's not necessary. They don't know what I know about idols. Okay? And so, I don't need to do that. So, you know, this passage too, you know, it doesn't mean don't do bad things that might offend people. Or, uh, you know, we should not do wrong because of what Christ thinks. Okay, this whole, sometimes people take this chapter and, you know, we gotta be careful what we do. We gotta make sure we have a good testimony because of what the world, you know, we don't want the world to see us and, and think bad about us. And that is true, but you know, a Christian, we shouldn't do bad because of what God thinks. There's a lot of bad things that we could do that the world wouldn't see. Okay? So that, that's not what this is talking about. You know, we should not do wrong because of what Christ thinks. You know, when we sin, the one that we sin against is Christ. Okay? He's the one, he's the one that we're sinning against. We're not sinning against other people. David, when he sinned, he said against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. And you know, I mean, when you think, I've always thought that's interesting because it seems to me like he kind of sinned against his kingdom when he did that. He sinned against Bathsheba. He definitely sinned against Uriah. Sinned against his other wives, his family. I mean, you look at all the fallout that happened. It seems to me like he sinned against a lot of people. And when we do sin, we are sinning against other people. But ultimately, we're sinning against God. There's a lot of things that people do. They say, well, this isn't hurting anybody. So it's no big deal. Well, it's hurting Christ. He died for that sin, so it is a big deal. And we all, and so when it comes to, you know, when it comes to what we do or what we don't do, for many people, it's all about, it's just about their testimony. It's just about what other people think, what other people see. Listen, we've got to understand that Christ sees everything. You know, the Lord sees everything we're doing. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, and we should do the right thing even if we know no one would ever find out. Okay? So this this chapter here, you know, it has nothing to do with that. Jesus is the one we're going to stand before on judgment day. And this but what this passage does mean though is don't do things that are not bad. Okay? That might offend people. And that's kind of where we're going with this. I there are some things that we can do that are that are not bad, that are not sins. Okay, there's some Christians that think it's a sin to vote, saying that we shouldn't vote. Okay, uh, all we're doing is we're participating in the evils of this government. Well, I don't know. To me, doing nothing seems like participating too. In my mind, doing nothing is is wrong. It, it, according to my knowledge, someone who has different knowledge, maybe who has more knowledge than me, they might think different. So. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. Whatever you do or you don't do in that situation, but there are some things that are that are not bad. Okay, what you know, dressing up on around Halloween. Okay, I don't think I think there's a lot worse things you could do. Okay, what's the difference in a costume party on October October 31st and you know May 31st? What's the difference? Well. I don't know. I'm not that worried about it. You might be convinced that there's nothing wrong with that, and that's fine. You know, uh, whether it be you know Christmas trees. Okay, some people think Christmas trees are pagan. I don't think they are. I mean, 
You might have more knowledge than me in that area, but I have never in my life even felt the urge to pray to a Christmas tree. I, it's never even it's never even crossed my mind. I've, I've heard people say they used to do that. I, I never thought I've never thought that. You know, when, if I sing "Oh Christmas Tree," um, I'm not worshiping. I, I don't even really know the words of that song. One, one of our great memories we have uh, it was the night you all had the open house for your chiropractic place, and we went and they did that tree lighting there in Morrison. That was just great. They they went and did the tree lighting, you know, and you've all seen it on on on. A Christmas movie, whenever they do a tree lighting, you know, it's always real beautiful. You hear the gasp of the crowd, and then you hear the happy Christmas music start playing. That's what happens on every movie that ever happens. Well, there, when they did it, there was no dramatic music that happened in the background. Um, it wasn't that spectacular of a lighting, and nobody did the gasp like they do in all the movies. But the guy who was kind of leading it, you know, it was like he knew, whoa, this was not like on the movies, so he decided to spontaneously erupt in singing Oh Christmas Tree. And some of the people started, you know, and, and, and that happens on movies too, where people will spontaneously start singing a song and it's always beautiful and everybody just feels this happy Christmassy feeling. Well, he erupted in singing Oh Christmas Tree and didn't know all the words of the song and the song just died. I mean, it was, it was great. I mean, it was like what happens on a comedy movie when something just completely fails and the only thing that did not happen is, you know, that sound effect like a record stopping, you know, when, it, when it, something just totally fails. I mean, it was, it was great. I wish we'd have videoed it. Every time we drive by that tree, uh, we talk about, we talk about that. But, um, where was I going with that? Yeah, Christmas tree. You know, but even doing that, I'm not thinking, you know, I'm switching gods here. I'm praying. It's, you know, there's things we do. They're traditions. They're fun. They're, uh, they are innocent. They're, they're not bad. Okay? But if we know there's someone out there that maybe they came from a pagan background and used to worship Christmas trees, well, maybe we'll watch it <laughs> with them. You know, somebody, there are some people that literally, for them to eat pork, it would be, it, it would defile them. I mean, for them, it's still an abomination in their mind. It's hard for them to get over it. It's, it's not bad to eat pork. We know that. We have knowledge of that. We understand that. We know the verse in the Bible, you know, that says nothing be refused because you know it's it's uh, sanctified by prayer. We know that it's okay to eat those things, but other people they don't have that knowledge. Okay, an, an Amish girl that maybe gets saved. Out of being Amish, you know, we don't need to try to hurry up and get her to raise her skirts up to, you know, below the knee. You know, she's probably going to stay down at the ankles for a long time. She might not want to lose her bonnet right away. She might feel like she's defiling herself if she goes and she has her head uncovered because she doesn't understand the verse in the Bible that talks about the woman's long hair is her covering. They don't have that knowledge yet. So for her to take her hat off in front of people, she might, you know, feel like she's violating herself. We've got to understand that with people, and we've got to make sure that you know we're not we're not taking our liberty that we have and using it for a stumbling block to people, and and uh, and misusing that. So when it comes to uh, you know when it comes to things like voting, all right, I, I'm just going to tell you right now. I, I did the early voting this year. I, I already voted, okay, and yeah. I voted 
in good conscience. What I did, the way I voted, I did. I prayed about it. I thought a lot about it. I mean, I and I feel fine with how I did it. But you know, I'm not going to go necessarily advertise it. You know, if you all want to know, I'll tell you. But I'm not just going to go advertise that because I understand where some people's knowledge and how some things would look. You know, if I put a Donald Trump sign out in front of the church part, you know, in the church yard, I know that's going to make our church look bad. I know people are going to interpret that in a wrong way. They are going to assume I am for all kinds of things, or we are for all kinds of things that we absolutely are against. And so I'm not going to do that. I think that would be I think that would be foolish to do that. You know, would we be Sinning if we put a sign in front of our... I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. You might be able to find a Bible verse, a Bible principle against that. I can't think any of, it, of any off the top of my head. But we're not just going to get careless with this liberty that we have. You know, there are things that are not sin, but they might appear to be sin. Okay, there's there's things that we can that we can wear. Maybe you know a way that we dress that might not technically be a sin, but it might communicate the wrong thing. You know, there's the trendies are all, you know, having this discussion of, you know, why in the world are we still wearing suit and ties? You know, when we preach, you know, Paul didn't wear a suit and tie. Why do we have to keep wearing suit and ties? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, there's one reason I still wear a suit and tie when I preach, and it's because I know what it identifies me as. I know. You know, if I get up here and I'm wearing jeans and just a button-up shirt untucked or, you know, something like that, I don't believe I'm committing any, I'm violating any biblical commandment, but I do know I'm sending a message I don't necessarily want to send. I'm putting myself in a group of people with a group of people I don't really want to be with, that I don't fit in with. And so, you know, I try to think about those things. I could do that. I could preach in jeans and a t-shirt. And I'm not violating any biblical commands, but I am going to be sending the wrong message. Okay? I don't think drums in themselves are sinful, but you know what? We're not going to get a drum set up here. Because it's going to it's going to send the wrong message. Okay? I've I've been in churches that have drum sets on their platforms and they're not the kind of churches I like. You know, the and is it be, oh, they're bad because they have drums? No. Most of them seem to have drums because of all these other things that they have. And I, I, I'm not going to identify with that. I was at a church one time that had a drum set and they played the drums a whole service. And I'm telling you, I, I thought it was completely appropriate the way they played them. I mean, I thought it sounded good. It helped. There was other instruments and things too. I didn't get a contemporary, I didn't even get a contemporary vibe from it. But I'm going to tell you, when I first looked at it, I'm like, what did I just come to? I really did, but I'm telling you, if you heard their music, I don't think anybody uh, would be offended by it. But I'm still, I'm still not going to do it because that's a rare exception. Okay, and there's some churches you can go to where the guys dress like trendies, and their preaching is really good, but they seem to be the exception, you know, not not the rule. And so, uh, you know, we need to think about those things. You know, there are, you know, these aren't good things that we're supposed to do, but things that we don't need to do. There's some things that we just don't need to do them. There's some things that they're just not they're not necessary. They might they might send the wrong message. Yeah, we could do them and we're not committing any sins, but you know, I don't want to offend people. 
we could have, you know, some churches, they have costume parties around Halloween. The kids all come, they dress up like Bible characters, they pass out candy, they do all that stuff. You know, I don't think that's necessarily a sin. You know, it, to me, it's not really the message that I want to send. To me, for me personally, this is, this is just me personally, you know, I just feel like we're always, you know, Christians feel like they're missing out on things that the world gets to do. Well, yeah, but we also get to miss out on a lot of bad stuff <laughs> that the world gets. So you know what? I say who cares? You know, I, I try to teach my kids. We don't do everything the world does. We don't do everything other Christians do. You know, we ha- and and so I don't I don't feel the need to do that. I don't feel the need to replace you know worldly things or I don't and try to make them Christian. I, I just don't think that's necessary. And so you know we're, we're not going to do that. You know because we you know we don't want to offend people. It's just not necessary. I mean I you know my kids they don't you know I know they're still young. And it's you know only time will tell, but they don't seem too warped yet. You know them never having gone trick or treating in their life. I don't think is going to make their you know life as adults difficult. Okay, I don't think it's going to totally. They're going to need to see a psychiatrist and have to take medication because they were deprived of Halloween every year growing up. I think they're going to be just fine. I think it's important that we that we understand these things, but we should all do our best not to let our liberty in Christ cause other people to sin. You know, and that's what it said there in 1 Corinthians 8. You know, you eating that, it can cause your brother to sin. Oh man, well he's doing, you know, the pastor eats meat sacrificed to idols. Well, if he's doing it and God's okay with him, God's going to be okay with me eating meat sacrificed to idols. But at the same time, that pastor, he understands idols nothing. You don't. Okay? He doesn't get that yet. And so I've got to, I've got to understand that. I've got to remember that. And so it's just important that whatever we do, we're able to do it with a good conscience. Turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 real quick. 1 Corinthians 10. Look what it says in verse 23. It says, All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Just because I can do things doesn't mean I should. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. Whatsoever is sold in the shambles, that eat, asking no question for conscience' sake. Okay, we don't understand a lot of this because you know we don't really have this culture around us. But when he's saying that, he's saying, you know, okay, whatever is sold in the shambles or the markets, okay, just buy it and eat it. Don't ask where it came from. Why? Because it'll hurt your conscience. Okay, if you invest your money in you know stocks or like mutual funds, for example. It's best to probably not find out all the companies that you're investing in. You might find out you're investing in some companies that are bad, okay? And it's it's going to hurt your conscience. Say, well, no, you have a responsibility to figure all that out. Not according to this passage. It said if you're buying meat, don't ask where it came from. Don't ask if it's been sacrificed to idols. You know what? Just buy it and eat it. Why? Because if you ask, if you you know, and we're not going to read the rest of it, but if you go and you do have knowledge of it, and someone sees you, you you might offend them. But if they call you out on it, you can say, man, I had no idea. Well, then they'll understand that you didn't have knowledge. And so that's why it's just better off not knowing. Okay? Somebody spits on my sandwich when I go to McDonald's, I'd rather not know. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll probably be fine. Uh, you know, if, if my meat was sacrificed, I don't... 
I'd, I'd rather, you know, just I'd rather what you don't know, what you don't, you know, we always say what you don't know won't hurt you. Well, what you don't know won't cause you to sin either, and where maybe and it won't and it won't cause you to be offensive. Maybe that's what we need to do when it comes to elections: is just be ignorant. And then when people ask us, "Well, why did you vote for him?" He does this, this. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> you know, maybe that's what we ought to do so we don't offend. We don't. And that, that's probably pushing it right there. But we do, as Christians, we have the responsibility to understand where other people are coming from, and think about our actions, think about our words, and what we say. Is this going to help? They don't know what I know. They don't understand what I don't understand. If they're lost, they are not capable of understanding what I understand. So I'm going to do my best to not offend them. Someone who Christ died for is one way that Paul put it. I do not want to offend them because I want to win them over and say, yeah, for me, all things are lawful for me. Not all things are expedient. Not all things are profitable. I'm not, I don't need to do everything that I'm allowed to do because Ultimately, I want to win people to Christ. I want to be a good example. I want to have a good conscience in my testimony towards God and Him first, but also with man. And so, with that, let's all stand together.